0: Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. You guys have been asking me more and more about how to handle motherhood and business, what that looks like. Y'all know I'm not a mother, don't even have a plant. So I have brought somebody on that is going to talk all about it. So you will get all the goods. So Ariana, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. And I'm uh, camped out in my laundry room, which is like the most soundproof place in my in my house.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. I've, I've had people in closets. So long, you're the first laundry room person. So it's totally yeah. totally fine, totally normal. Let's go ahead and have you um, start off by just sharing a couple of details about you and your business.
1: Sure. So I, like you just introduced me, I'm Ariana um, and I run a consulting firm that works with Self-employed women, small business owners, consultants, coaches, um, founders, to design and implement maternity leave plans that are really built around the unique needs of their business model and uh, personal needs. I've been at kind of at the self-employed thing myself for a long time since two thousand two worked in women's health (laughs) yeah it's it's been a a long but fun road (laughs) Um, and worked in women's health more generally for a while and then slowly slowly began just niching down even more and have been specifically working in the maternity leave space since 2015
0: Wow. Very, very cool. I love that. So she knows her stuff, y'all. She's been doing this thing for a while. And I mean, specifically with maternity leave for a couple of years. So we're going to get into the juicy stuff. And if you've probably guessed it, we're going to be talking all about your maternity leave action plan and how you can put that in place, depending on your business model, depending on your personal needs and preferences. So we're going to get down into the nitty gritty. So Ariana, describe
1: your business,
0: your clients' businesses before you started implementing
1: this action plan. Sure. And, you know, I, I have a two year old right now at the time of recording. And so essentially, I made myself my, my own client <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the time that I was planning for this transition myself. And, and what I asked myself and, and what people Core question that people come to me with is really, how do you even take a maternity leave as a business owner? And so much of it comes down to systems and structure. So, the, the I think the unique thing about business owners is that we, okay, I'll start with the challenge. The challenge is that we don't have like a structure or policy in the way that you might have if you uh, work at a place that has an em- employer based maternity leave plan. Mm, yeah. um, So in a lot of ways, you're, you don't have a model or best practices to follow, but the silver lining to that is that you really can design it to look any way you want. And so the systems and processes that make it happen are so unique to your business. And like we were just saying, your personal needs and whatever you need to be able to take a maternity leave that, that meets kind of meets the standard of whatever you set for yourself. So the, you know, if I had to pinpoint one specific system that really drives the maternity leave action plan that I developed for myself and that I help folks develop is, is starting just with a very simple like time tracking exercise where you really nail out, you like detail out everything that you do for a two week period and you then identify the things that can become a system that you can either put on autopilot, can delegate or outsource, or something that can kind of be put on pause for any totally. amount of time. So a great example is something like podcasting. It's just yeah. forcing people to think about, you know, if they're, I know you batch, but for people yeah. who are just every week recording and every week editing and every week, you know, it's like a, everything, the process is just ever- ever going and ever constant, rethinking how they could approach that and develop a new system so that they can carve out you know, six weeks or 12 weeks, or I have women who take up to you know, six months a year and thinking oh, wow. about what, what are the systems around you know, the example we're working with around podcasting that need to be tweaked in order for that to happen.
0: So then when people think of maternity leave, does that mean they aren't doing anything in their business? Does it mean that they're doing limited amounts in their business? Or again, is that part of just defining what it is that you want to do specifically?
1: Yeah. So the the last option is it can look like any of those, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, to some extent, I work with a lot of people who are first-time moms, and so it's really hard to know what to expect if you, especially if you just are naturally kind of high-performing and type A yeah. and, like, a get-stuff-done type of person. So it can oh, be hard to God. imagine being in a place where that's not your day-to-day reality, where you're, like, not very productive and really tired and <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, not not able to do the things you normally do so there's a lot of like come to jesus talk oh (laughs) yeah when someone says well my maternity plan includes like coming back to work three days after i have my baby
0: that is Um, (laughs) i i would say no and i have no idea what i'm talking about so (laughs) right that's crazy
1: so it definitely tends to fall, like if we're talking about a spectrum, it's definitely on towards the end of doing less or allowing longer timelines for the things that you normally do to be able kind of twice as long or half as much as a a rule of thumb that I use.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Love that. So after you kind of start to do the time audit and all that stuff, kind of walk us through the rest of the steps to start creating that right process.
1: Sure. So after that, it really is sorting things into the specific categories that I talk about and developing a calendar. So blocking the time on your calendar and reverse engineering from 35 weeks. So pregnancy is 40 weeks, but full term is 37 weeks and any system that you want to get up and running should be tested before 37 weeks. So I put 35 weeks as the mark. Yeah. Um, and so we're literally mapping out like of all the systems you could possibly implement, what are, what is the low hanging fruit? Like what is, what you already have developed and could simply be tweaked or outsourced or batched versus what's a brand new system that you're trying to um, develop, test and implement. And we literally map out where, what the timeline is, how long is it going to take? To, to develop and then test and create a little buffer room and some things don't make it on to be quite honest and so some things end up on like a wish list. So if baby doesn't arrive <laughs> right on time then there's usually some projects that women can redirect their their time and energy to. but we we think about what is that baseline maternity leave plan and how can I achieve at least the systems that get me to a place where, where I actually have some time off and I know what are the things that would be nice to have. And on the wish list, should I have more time?
0: Mm, Yeah, no, that's super, super good. What's next?
1: Then a lot of women tend to up level and build, start building teams. Um, So it's, it's, in a lot of ways, scary to think about handing off your business or elements of your business, but I've seen it be a real opportunity to up-level for, for a lot of women because it is kind of that forcing function to just say, I literally won't be able to do this. So how am I going to make sure it's done the way that I want it done? (laughs) Um, So everything from, you know, just really nailing down your standard operating procedures and training either team members that you already have or finding new folks to onboard and train in, in the time that you have available. I like to identify like second trimester is really the place to just set things in motion so that you have enough time to get things running and get things tested and get all the little bugs worked out before you're actually on leave. then do you
0: recommend that people bring on a project manager or online business manager who can basically manage the rest of the people so that you can take a complete leave and people, because there's always going to be a trickle of questions. It may not be a ton of questions, but things come up in business and whatever are, do you recommend that there is a somebody who, not necessarily that they're a you replacement, but that they can be empowered to make those decisions so that you aren't having to be bothered with all the
1: shenanigans if there's more than three people who you would be the touch point for then that is that's that's where I definitely recommend bringing on either an OBM or a temporary project manager that sometimes morphs into a non-temporary project manager (laughs) yep Um, yep because a lot of women do like to just stay in the thick of things. And I know that I had weekly touch points with my um, mm-hmm. assistant while I was on leave, but it was really for things that I wouldn't have to like jump back into the business for. So I things that I wouldn't have to get into the weeds troubleshooting on, or I wouldn't have to like, you know, spend a lot of time thinking about it was one off questions that I really was the only decision maker. But if I had had a larger team. And this is something that with women who have teams of, you know, five people or who are even just managing a bunch of subcontractors. um, So in the case for a lot of people who have kind of an agency model in their business, then it is really nice to just have a project manager come on board and a lot of times that's that's that up leveling that i mentioned where they realize this is really great and i'm not going to make this just a maternity leave thing i'm going to really have this be a permanent shift in my business
0: oh totally yeah once you have a uh, project manager or somebody that's in that role you are not going to want to let them go that's for sure so so then once the people are in line the tasks, all the processes are documented, things are going along, then kind of what are the, I guess, finishing touches probably in kind of the, the end wrap-up of the preparation?
1: Yeah. So the end wrap-up is a hands-off dress rehearsal where Ooh. you, before you are out on leave, you are seeing how your team can hang without you <laughs> available. Ooh, um, yeah. So usually three days to a week is the time that that seems to help people assess. And again, you want to do it early enough so that if you find things that you need to tweak or things that aren't working as intended, that you have time to iterate and refresh those and, and run another test and everything with kind of a spirit of experimentation. So if it doesn't work exactly how you thought it would, that might be okay as long as it's totally working to well enough right so being going into it with that kind of curiosity and experimentation and being willing to to assess how things go and and kind of have that experience for you and your team before before go day
0: <laughs> yes before it's no turning back You can't, like, it's (laughs) happening. Um, So then are there tools that you recommend for people in maternity leave? Maybe project management like Asana, Trello, Boxer, or Slack. Are there particular tools that you recommend? I know people have their personal preferences. I didn't know if people usually have something in place when they come to you. I have a lot of clients that don't have that stuff in place when they come to me. So what what do the tools look like?
1: Yeah, so for the most part, clients that I work with tend to have a set a set kind of suite of tools and my my top recommendation is always don't try implementing something brand new right before you leave. Right. <laughs> um, so there's so many things that you're trying to like build and grow that like learning a new system when you have one that is already functioning and working well enough. Um, that's, that's one of the don't do things. So, yeah. yeah. so something, and then Voxer tends to be um, Voxer and really anything that you don't need to be on a computer for. So, you know, if someone's working on a project management, system that doesn't have a mobile friendly interface then I recommend switching to something mobile friendly because it's hard to get on the computer as often as you would with a with without a newborn it's hard to do that in immediate postpartum but nursing with your phone is really easy so (laughs) things like that Um, tend to be tend to be where we land
0: Nice. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up with the last few questions. So what was your best financial investment in business?
1: Yeah, so this is, it's, the answer is a little funny, because the question is about business. But for me, the best investment were things that were more home front related, because it let me then use any time that I was not like napping or nursing or changing diapers it let me bring that time into my business. And so the, yeah. the best financial investment was actually more on the, like I hired someone to prepare meals for me, to help me do laundry. I brought my mother-in-law to like help with just baby yes. holding and some lighthouse work. And so that especially during maternity leave and the transition back to work, those were the things that really felt like the best payoff because then the time that I had was really, I could dive into business and I wasn't worrying about should I wash dishes or, or catch up on my client notes. <laughs> right. Yep. hundred percent. I so agree.
0: I have people who come in do my house. I've had people do the meal prep for me. I some, I travel a lot. So I have, haven't been able to do that as much as I would like to, but all that stuff totally still relates to business. I, I agree. And then what was your worst financial investment in business?
1: This was so the the tip that I mentioned earlier about not implementing something new um, comes from a real life mistake that I've made, (laughs) (laughs) which was just trying to launch something when I did not really have the time. Where I had that like hard deadline of going to have a baby. And I, you know, at the time I was like, well, I've, you know, gotten other things off the ground fast before and just had, you know, that mentality of like, I set a goal and I do it, but it was so different with just the the physiological changes. Honestly, I was so tired Um, and I was doing all of this extra systems work in my business. So I turned out that I really did not have that bandwidth. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I put a lot of time and money into, um, into a launch right before I was due with my baby that, that was just not the best uh, investment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, you know, doing the systems work on top of everything else you're doing in your business can really be Draining and people, you know, it's for me. It lights me up, but that's because I'm weird. But <laughs> I can understand from all my clients' experiences that systems works can be really draining because not only are you having to maintain your business, but you're also having to create these these processes and and use a lot of brain power to think. Okay, sequentially, how are things going? You know, how do I teach this to somebody who's never seen it before? I got to take screenshots. I got to do video tutorials it can be a whole thing. And, um, and so I totally get it. Like launching something right before the day comes, it, it can probably add more to your stress levels and, and energy management than it needs to. So I, I totally get you on that. So That's Ariana, where can, yeah, where can people find you online? So give your website, give social media, all those, all those places.
1: Yeah. So my website is just my name, which is not particularly easy to spell. So you might want to check out the show notes. It's Um And it has basically everything related to maternity leave planning as, a, as an entrepreneur um, is where that all comes together. And then on social, I'm on all the places. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, right now I hang out mostly on Instagram. Um, and I'm Ariana Tabwada on all of those as well.
0: Nice. Made it easy, super easy. And I'm, I'm an Instagrammer too. I'm like, I've like totally abandoned my Facebook recently. I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm becoming just an Instagram gal. That's, that's Mm -hmm. where I'm going to focus. So I get it. So thank you so much for sharing all of your goodness and, I know that people will really be benefiting from this information and starting to understand that you know, it's a process and you start when you know that at the earliest point that you know that, that you have a date coming that you wanna take some time off or you wanna slow things down and, and take that time and don't wait to last minute, which can be advice for anything really. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much again for sharing all of your tips.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.